Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the Juice in the Morning and Movie Review NFL Pick'em. It is week six. It is finally a fall day in here. Do we have the uh, AC still on? That's all right. Uh, but it is finally a fall day. It starts to feel really like fall. Football's back. RB is on assignment out of town. So we have somebody filling in with him or for him today. Calvin, plug God Turner. How What's are you doing up? today, man? Doing good. Glad to be here. Got the great view out in front of me, the pond down in front of me. Yeah. <laughs> Getting out of Muncie for a minute. Yep. You know? Calvin is a fantastic comedian from the Muncie, Indiana area. You've probably seen him all over Indiana and probably other states. I'm not sure. Have you gone out of state to do any stand-up yet? Uh, do any, like, driving seven hours for five, five minutes at an open mic? No, no. I, haven't, I haven't done Ohio no, don't or anything do that like yet. that yet. Nope. But, uh, but we're we're glad to have you in here. We want to uh, get get through the NFL pick'em, and then we're going to also talk about your upcoming roast battle that uh, Brad Riggler is throwing for us. Uh, it's going to be fantastic. I'm going to be a judge. But what I want to get into really quick is week five of the NFL season. What were some of your thoughts that you were talking about previously before we got on the microphone? Um, one thing, uh, uh, like I said, I went ten and five last week, which was kind of shitty for me because I'm usually, you know, like twelve and three. See, I need to see these. I need to see these uh, these these forms that you got going on. See, so the, I can <laughs> so I can have proof. Like uh, <laughs> I lost my pick'em matchup last week, obviously because I'm shitty about it. But I picked the awesome. Awesome upsets for the one o'clock games. Like I had Oakland over uh, Chicago. Oh yeah. See, I had that, and then I had Arizona over Cincinnati, which that's not really an upset anymore, considering how bad Cincinnati is. Right. Cincinnati's horrible, and then I've been picking the Chargers for like the last two to three weeks, thinking yep. they were going to be decent, but they've just been dropping balls for me every yeah. fucking. Pick they've them. been struggling. Um, how did you feel about that Colts win over Kansas City? Is that one that you were uh, thinking was going to happen? Uh, no, I picked Kansas City. I thought you know you could have gave Kansas City twenty one, and I definitely, I definitely thought that that game was going to be relatively close. I even mentioned it when we were talking with RB. And the thing is, is when we were talking, I was like. Man, I really want to pick the Colts right now, but there's no way that I can pick the Colts in this game. Like just yeah. the way they, they the way they didn't show up to play Oakland, I couldn't imagine they were going to travel to Kansas City and beat them in their own house, but they did exactly what the Colts needed to do to win that game. Yeah, like they uh they did the whole run the ball thing and just take time of possession away, which I never thought like cuz the Colts has never done that within the last 10 years. They've never been able to run the ball and control a game like that. So like a lot of us Colts fans were Pretty, pretty happy to see, like, a defensive stand plus a little bit of the running game, you know. Like, Brissett did his job, but he wasn't throwing for, like, 350 yards and three TDs. You know, he was just – I always thought Brissett's more of a game manager, though. Dude, he's, he's going to be good. And the thing is, is, I feel like they're going to very much unleash him at times. I think because he – I think he can throw the ball. I think he can make those plays. I think he can drop it into, you know, tight windows and things like that. But I think that he's not being asked to do that because they want to play a style of football that he that will benefit him and the Colts. They will benefit him and the Colts because he won't be asked to do too much. He just needs to do well with what he's doing. And just protect the ball. You got to protect the ball when, you know, you got – I wouldn't say suspect quarterback, but, you know, overall just – what you're, you know, you know, they're growing, you know, because he's only got a season under his belt, and even then, that was just spur of the moment. Well, finally, we have a run game. Yeah, and we have, have a team that can run the ball. Marlon Mack is a surprisingly good runner. Like I, I know that I've seen him have flashes of greatness, but like he's almost to me looking like the same kind of patience that Le'Veon Bell had behind the line where you see him kind of run up to it. He's not full speed ahead. He's kind of reading in his blocks. And the thing is, is you all, I keep saying the thing is the, um, <laughs> the part of that is the offensive line being so dominant as an offensive line that they're giving him those holes to run through and to pick and choose kind of what the best option is and twisting these defenders all up and making them not know exactly where he's going. Yeah, and then you got to think too, like before you know Mac and Wilkins, because I think Wilkins needs more credit than what he's getting with indie fans right now, because he's really good, even though he's only like, you know, second, third down kind of back, but he really makes big plays too. But it's just you can't, you know, for the last ten years, Colts has always had that east and west running back too, yep. like a die, 
Um, well, Gore was a little bit of smash mouth, but then you were just relying on luck just to sling it. Yep. So, so last week we we once again saw the Colts have a huge upset on Monday Night Football. Um, just really quick to run through these: Cardinals versus Bengals. Cardinals take it twenty six twenty three. Bills over Titans, 14-7. That's not the game that RB and I thought it was going to be. We thought it might be a little bit more high scoring than that. Oh, yeah? I mean, but at the same time, both have pretty solid defenses. So 14-7, kind of a uh, kind of a middle-of-the-road game. Then you had the Raiders at the Bears. I think we both took – I'm almost positive we both took the Bears over the Raiders. And that was just – I mean, the Raiders are doing what it takes to win games. Yeah, and it's crazy. and It's just showing how good Gruden is as a coach because yeah. they're being coached. Yep. 100% being coached. 100%. Yep. And then you move on to Buccaneers at Saints. The Saints are getting it done without Drew Brees. I've heard a lot of uh, talk from the uh, football analysts that are like, Brees' t- arm started to look like it was getting tired last year. Definitely. He's had four or five weeks of rest. So that's adding four or five weeks to the end of the year, potentially, where his arm's not getting tired. Yeah, and then, like, you know... New Orleans were just like, if we could just split the games that Drew's gone, we'll be fine. Right. But I've always liked Teddy ever since Minnesota. Yep. I thought he can get the job done. He seems to be getting the job done because what are they like? I think they're two, four and one. Four and Maybe four not and four and one. Four and let one, me look three here real quick. Um, let me look. Standings. We got New Orleans. Yeah, New Orleans four and one. I was I was pretty sure I was right about that. Um, yeah, New Orleans four and one. Um, they I think they lost their first one. With Drew Brees not there, and then they've won three straight. Yeah, once they got the system going. Yep. So then you've got Vikings at Giants. I mean, that's kind of a toss up. Kind, kind of a of. toss up. That was a closer game, in my opinion, on the pick, but the Vikings took that 28 10. Um, Kirk Cousins was just feeding Adam Thielen all game. Are you worried? Yeah. I don't think, I don't know. We may not see Stefan Diggs very much longer in a Vikings uniform. No, no. And then, like, he doesn't have the rapport of. You know, being able to be that guy to be a diva and everything. Because, I mean, he, he's been hurt a lot of his career. Right, for sure. And then we're moving into Jets-Eagles. I think we all kind of saw that coming. Yep. The Jets stink. They're just bad. Awful. There's no there's no way around it. Um, another reason why us Patriots haters can kind of still continue to hate the Patriots because their division's whack. Yeah, and there's nobody. Like, they talk about Sam Darnold. They could literally <laughs> play their second and third string players and make it probably into the playoffs. Yeah. Um, and then you've got Ravens at Steelers. That was a fun game to watch. That there was, was overtime. Um, you know, thoughts and prayers to the guy that uh, was it Mason Rudolph that got knocked the fuck out. And then had to walk off the fucking field because the cart wasn't the running. Cart was broken. <laughs> One of the most Steelers things of all time. Definitely. And then, and then, then someone tra- else got hurt later on and then they were able to get them. Right. Then they tried, to, they tried to come out into the media and say that he wanted to walk off. He wanted to do that. I was like, eh. Nah. Then, then you cut to the uh, you cut to the sideline reporters and they're talking about the uh, cart being broken. So... Um, <laughs> They were pushing it and shit. Uh, let me see something real quick. Johnny said something about somebody echoing. Um, I want to see if it got any better. Um, just let us know if the audio got any better, Johnny, please. Um, I, I'll, I'll uh, adjust it if need be. So I think we're I think we're real. Yeah, we're real loud. Give me one second. All right, let's go with that. That looks a lot better right now. So go ahead and uh, let us know what your thoughts are with the Raven Steelers game. Raven Steelers. Did you I watch it much? I didn't get to watch much other than highlights, cause, but I was just happy the Ravens came back and got that W because I had them in my pickums. But I'm really surprised of how well the Steelers hung in there and was probably going to win that game. I actually, I, I thought that their third string guy may have played better than Rudolph. See, and then that's the thing, too. Like, those teams get on hot streaks that go to their second-string quarterbacks and everything just because there's no game plan. There's better. There's barely any game plan right now in Week 5. Right. A lot of threes and twos, a lot of twos and threes right. already. So it's, yeah. this season's been great so far. Right. And then we've got Patriots at Redskins. That was kind of a game. Patriots are going to win that no matter what, 33-7, they kind of dropped it on them. Then you've got Jaguars of Panthers. Uh, Gardner Minshew did not get it done against the Panthers, but 
Christian McCaffrey is a stud. There's no way around it. He's MVP. A, he is a absolute stud. He's on pace for four thousand, I think four thousand rushing yards <laughs> or something like That's that. It insane. might be all it might be all purpose yards, but regardless, I mean four thousand yards is unheard of. That's not something that any player before him has done. So he's on pace for it and it's only what a third of the forty percent of the way through the season. So he's on pace. You know, the only thing I get worried about with that kind of guy is the fact that, you know, the Panthers are gonna run the wheels off of him and eventually he's gonna, you know, he's gonna be hurt. But he's toughed it out so far and he's done a pretty good job. So then we're gonna move on to Falcons versus Texans. The Texans Falcons game high scoring fifty three to thirty two. The Texans look like the real deal. Then we move to Broncos Chargers. Broncos won that 2013. Packers 34 to 24 against the Cowboys. That was a fun game to watch, but the officiating was god awful. Yeah, I've, the yeah. refs are terrible. Yeah, <laughs> that I, that just makes me want to have more bye weeks. Right. Just because, like, some of the refs, like you can really tell where they put the shitty crews on the one o'clock games, and then every now and then you'll have like a couple of shitty guys on a primetime game, and it always shows and every you fucking see it time. Every time, you every see time, it. it's, it's completely obvious, and you know you have no idea when it's going to happen, but it's going to happen, and you're going to be pissed off about it. And that that fucking game was very upsetting. But then you moved into the Colts Chiefs. Obviously, Colts win that nineteen thirteen, and then Monday night the Browns are not. Doing too well. Not at all. No chemistry whatsoever. They don't have an identity yet. Nope. It's like you're you're either gonna try to smash the ball with Chubb or try to force Baker to be a pocket quarterback that he's not. And that just comes down to bad coaching for He me. can't do it. And the 49ers ran away with that one. That's a pun because Brita, very first play, eighty three yard touchdown. Eighty three Amazing. Um <clears throat> 49ers are five and oh. Are I they, didn't expect are, that. Are they real, or is it they've played a lot of dog shit teams and they're sitting at five and zero? I think they're the real deal, but I don't think people was really going to notice it because that division is just so fucking insane. That exactly. division is so insane. So they're going to end up falling to the wayside compared to the other teams in the division. I right. think. All right, so let's jump right into our pick'em for week six. We're just going to run through these games pretty quickly because we do have three people making the picks this week. So. Let's start with the Thursday night game, October 10th. New York Giants at New England. What do you got for that game? I got New England. Give them 50. They'll Give cover them it. 50. <laughs> They'll, They'll cover it. it. They'll cover it. <laughs> I love it. And the thing is, is God, stop saying that. Okay. <clears throat> You've got the New York Giants, Saquon Barkley. They've talked about him potentially playing in this game. They're not going to rush him back against the Patriots. I think he's going to sit out. I think I agree with you. I'm going with New England over the New York Giants at home. Like you said, give them 50 points. They'll cover that spread. What is the spread? You said uh, It was uh, New England was given 17 already. As of Tuesday night, when we record this, they're getting 17 points. We've talked about it every week. The Patriots have had a two-touchdown or better on the spread every week. Every week. So uh, we move on to... Carolina. Oh, I'm sorry. I got to give RB's pick too. RB is also taking New England at or New York Giants at New England. He's taking them in a win as well. We move on to Carolina versus Tampa Bay. The 9:30 a.m. game. Is this in London or is this in one of the other locations? Uh, I'm thinking it's London. Yeah, I'm thinking I would it's assume London. it is. If if we're wrong, go ahead and give us some shit on there. Um, but just let us know. But either way, nine thirty a.m. It just gives us an excuse to get up and crack a beer at about eight o'clock in the morning yeah. and start watching football early on a Sunday. Yeah, on Yahoo.com because they usually have like the live stream on oh, Yahoo.com. Yeah, there you go. You know. So so who you taking? Carolina versus Tampa Bay at Tampa Bay. Well, Carolina. It's not really at Tampa Bay. It's not really a home game yeah. for any t- either team. Um. Uh, Carolina's given two. I'm going to stick with Carolina on it just because, you know, a lot of traveling. It's going to be a physical ball game. Give it to Christian Mack. Right. MVP. He's going to win you the game. So we went through this. I also took Carolina versus Tampa Bay. I think Tampa Bay's been exciting to watch as of late. They've been putting up, you know, a few numbers here and there. Yeah. Um, but I also think that Carolina gets it done in this 9.30 a.m. game for us and overseas for them. I also say Carolina over Tampa Bay. RB's got Tampa Bay. So, so we're going to move into Seattle at Cleveland. You gave me the point spread for this one as yeah. of Tuesday. This is the first 1 o'clock game. 
What are your thoughts on Seattle at Cleveland? Uh, the spread on this one is Seattle's only giving one to Cleveland in Cleveland. So they're a one-point favorite in Cleveland, correct? And yes. So my thought on it is is give Seahawks. I'd you know I'd be comfortable still taking these Seahawks if they even gave them nine. Yeah. You know, All give right. me Seahawks. I also agree with you on this one. I'm taking Seattle at Cleveland. I mean, we always talk about the travel games, how it's tough on the team traveling. Cleveland has not put it together. I don't think they put it together against Seattle. Um, Seattle is not the Seattle as of they used to be, but they are still Seattle Seahawks. They still have Russell Wilson. They still have good skill players. They still have a fairly solid defense. And I just don't think I don't think Cleveland's figured it out yet. So I also take Seattle over Cleveland. And also, RB is taking Seattle <clears throat> over Cleveland. So then we move on into Houston at Kansas City. 1 p.m. game. Kansas City. After Kansas City getting embarrassed, I would say, in my opinion, by yes. the Colts. Yes. What are your thoughts on Houston at Kansas City? Well, Kansas City's given five to Houston. As a Colts fan, I'm rooting for Kansas City for that big bounce back so we can, uh, us Indy fans, can have the division for a week or two. Right. <laughs> so, I also kind of agree with you on that, but just for different reasons. Kansas City, I think, is going to get that win because of the embarrassment by the Indianapolis Colts. I do think this might be one of those games of the week because of the fact that this over/under this could be this could be eighty points Definitely. as an over, like like, and still maybe take the over. <laughs> yeah, because Houston just put up fifty three last week. Kansas City is known for their defense being lacking and the fact that they're going to be pissed off that they just lost and that Patrick Mahomes didn't throw five fucking touchdowns and even though Chris Collinsworth has given him a blowjob via still. the uh, via the announcing booth the entire game I still don't think Kansas City is going to lose to Houston in Kansas City after this revenge game because of the Colts loss I also say that RB is taking Kansas City over Houston as well. So we're agreeing on quite a few of these, but this is where it gets interesting in one way or the other. Game of the week. You got Washington <laughs> at Miami, the Mr. Irrelevant game. Both teams are what? O? Ofer? Ofers. So, Ofers. Um, I think I labeled this on my uh, notes today as a snooze fest, least important game of the week. But there is some implications. One of these teams is going to have a win at the end of the week, and it's going unless to be, they tie, I guess. And it's going to be Miami for me at home. Give me Miami. You're taking Miami at home with Washington. I tend to agree with you on this one. I'm also taking Miami. Uh, I just have a feeling with them at home and Washington just being that bad. I don't think Washington gets it done at Miami because I don't really – I can't think of any players off the top of my head for Washington – um, that I think would make a difference in this game. Yeah, and it's kind of hard for me to shit on uh, oh Washington because of Ryan Kerrigan, Muncie right. Central, yeah, absolutely, Muncie Central Bearcat. You know, and I feel so bad for him because he's such a good player. Yep. And in that whirlwind, and as a defensive player, you got to think like your time's really limited, especially as a smashback in the league. Right. Like you may have a five or six year window to where mm -hmm. you're. In your prime, you're able to read the offense, you right. know, adequately before the game changes because the game changes every five to six years anyway. Hundred yeah, so. percent. So we are both taking Miami in the snooze snooze fest. RB is taking Washington, so that's a that's a good good little mix up right there for me. So hopefully I can get a lead in these uh, standings. He absolutely murdered me again this last weekend. I think he was uh, ten and something, and I was. Uh, the last time I asked him, I was six and something. So we had a rough week last week as, as well as the week before. So this is hopefully where I can make up some ground. We move into Philadelphia at Minnesota. Who do you think of Minnesota? Uh, Minnesota, they, it's just Kirk Cousins. I've never been a fan of him. He's a different player at home, though. Yeah, that's true. He's a different player at home. But I can't go against my boy Wentz. Can't go against him. Especially with uh, Philadelphia, got a little bit of daylight with the division. Yeah, I expect them to go out and get the job done. Do you have their spread too? The Philadelphia Minnesota game. I'm gonna game? look at that real quick. It is Minnesota's actually given three at home. Yeah. So that's hearing that, and also the notes that I took. I'm taking Minnesota at home. Dalvin Cook has a game. Adam Thielen has a game. I guarantee you, in some shape or form, Stephon Diggs gets into the mix because of all this bullshit with. 
the you know the quarterback controversy, the coach controversy, Adam Thielen being a douchebag. Um, I love Adam <laughs> Thielen, by the way. Like, I mean, he's one of my I favorite players, but you know, he's kind of being a dick. Uh, so I, but I still think they put it all together. I think they take down Minnesota or they take down Philadelphia at Minnesota because they control the run game. And uh, I'm taking Minnesota at home. RB has Philadelphia over Minnesota. So we move on to New Orleans at Jacksonville. I think this also could be a high-scoring game. What are your thoughts on New Orleans at Jacksonville? Ooh, that's one I got to look back on because it's one of those games you pick in the moment. Um, I picked Jacksonville at home, and Jackson's actually Jacksonville is actually given one point. You and I are agreeing on a lot of these. Jacksonville, I also take at home. Gardner Minshew gets back on track after the loss last week. I think he. Uh, I think they take uh, give New Orleans their second loss as Drew Brees is on his way back. Yep. And uh, I just think that you know it's at Jacksonville. I like the home team. You know I was screwed a lot when I was taking a lot of these away teams in uh, previous weeks. So hopefully that pays off for me. Um, this is where also RB and I disagree. He's taking New Orleans, and I know he's taking New Orleans because of all the weapons that New Orleans has. Definitely. So um, we're going to move on to Cincinnati at Baltimore. This is another one that is Cincinnati is, oh, I think they're 0 and 4. And Baltimore just won a hard fought battle last week. Division game, too. Division game. Cincinnati at Baltimore. Who are you taking? I am actually picking Baltimore at home. They're giving 11.5 points to Cincinnati. 11? 11 points for a division game. I think it's going to be close scoring. I think it'll be a field goal that decides it, but I am going with Baltimore. Yep. After seeing RB's pick, RB's taking Baltimore at Cincinnati. You know, I've already got my picks as well. I'm taking Cincinnati over Baltimore. This is kind of my upset of the week. I don't think there's any way Cincinnati lets it get that terrible. And it's one of those games that kind of keeps, I guess, I don't know, keeps that coach from getting fired by beating Baltimore in Baltimore. Um, But, yeah, division game, I think Cincinnati can kind of, you know, they need to do something because I haven't heard a fucking thing about them all year. So I think they're going to trade an A.J. Green by the season. Yeah, that's, that's a very good, very good possibility. And once again, RB is taking Baltimore. I'm taking Cincinnati. That's one that we defer on. So we move on to San Francisco at L.A. Rams, what are we thinking with that? It's the first 4 o'clock game of the week. It's going to be a good one. I think that's going to be a good game. It's going to be a good one. Uh, L.A. is actually giving four to the 49ers, and I agree with that. I'm taking the Rams to hand the first loss to 49ers, which... We'll leave the fucking Patriots the last undefeated team. <laughs> God damn it. So, yeah, so you're saying the Rams are going to take down San Francisco. I think San Francisco keeps on rolling against the Rams. I think that uh, the Rams are kind of a little bit of a, uh, a pretender at the moment. They, uh, I, they can, I, I can see that, too. I think that they, they, they have a good team. They have good talent. San Francisco also has good talent and a good team, and I think San Francisco's defense is underrated. Um, I'm just I'm looking to see San Francisco keep their role going as six and zero. I say San Francisco takes down the Rams. RB also takes the Rams as well. We're moving on to Atlanta at Arizona. This is a pretty surprising spread here, which I mean I understand, but uh, Atlanta's given two and a half. So Atlanta's the favorite, huh? Yeah, they're the favorite on the road. On the road, we all know Matt Ryan noodle arm. Plays poorly outside of Atlanta. Yeah, I know. And then it just sucks because he's got Calvin Ridley. He's got Julio Jones. Yeah. got Sanu. Right. Like, how the hell are you wanting for? Right. As a previous MVP of the league. I think he's kind of got the bit of the yips on that game. So I am still going to pick Atlanta just because the sheer weapons. Mm. You know, Arizona doesn't have... Larry Fitzgerald. That's the only receiver I can really right. name. Larry and, Fitzgerald. And they don't have him. <laughs> And they don't have them. So okay, so I'm taking Arizona at home. I think Kyler Murray's starting to come into his own. I think he's starting to actually be a player, um, and I think he's being becoming a leader of that team. He's diving into end zones to get touchdowns. He's working his ass off. I don't know for sure how long he'll last in the league being a player like that, but at this moment, he's doing what it takes to try to get those wins. They they just got a win. They're riding high. They're going to get another win this week. First four o'clock game. They're getting that win. Also, RB is also taking Arizona, so he's agreeing with me because Ooh, I'm RB, a, I'm hate, RB hates uh, 
Atlanta. So don't worry. Like that's his only reason. Just like, pick against him every yeah, week. He did, he doesn't like Atlanta. He's not a big fan of uh, Matt Ryan, and it's worked out well for him this year so far. Yeah, he's got to be loving the season or well, Atlanta's season so far this year. Right. All right. Then we move into Tennessee at Denver. Um, Let me look at this. This was, I thought, a kind of a tough pick, to be honest with you. There's Tennessee at Denver. Tennessee's got some good run game that they've got going on. Denver as well, so I think this might be a lower-scoring game. Um, Denver is at home, 425 start. Tennessee at Denver, what are your thoughts? Uh, Well, Denver's giving two points at home, so... I'm sticking with the home team on this one. Broncos really showed me something last week, and that's Flacco can still throw the ball. He can still and win Phil you Lindsay's a game. He's running, man. He's running. And he's hard. running hard. And you know, it's just with these you know mediocre middle of the road quarterbacks like Flacco, like Matt Ryan. You know, if you give them enough pieces and let them gel with their chemistry, I think they can really hang in there and win you some ball games. So that's why I'm picking Denver at home up in Mile High. I will also agree with you. I'm taking Denver as well. I think they get it done at home against Tennessee. Tennessee is a <clears throat> a team that you never know what team's going to show up. We talked about this last week with RB. You don't know if you're going to get the Tennessee that's going to run the ball down their throat, score three or four touchdowns, or if they're going to be the one that uh, you know ekes out a victory or ekes out a loss by seven points or t- or a or field goal, and it's a low scoring, you know, boring game. So I'm also taking Denver. Uh, RB is taking Tennessee, so we are both again on the same page. I'm hoping that I'm following your uh, following suit of you and uh, getting one of those ten and three weeks, there you something go. like that. There you go. But uh, we're moving into Dallas at New York. I think this is kind of a duh. Yeah, I, um, I don't understand even with everyone healthy how this is a 4:30 game. Right. But Dallas is giving seven to the Jets, and Jets are at home. Give Dallas thirty two because I feel Dallas like that's I feel like back. that's a closer spread than you would expect. Yeah, I would definitely get your bets and take the over on that because <laughs> Dallas is going to come back and they'll win by twenty four. It'd be like Dak 20. did not look good last week. I don't know if it was the timing with his receivers or if he was making just poor choices. I because he he could have I mean conceivably he could have thrown five picks. Yeah, yeah, and then but. It's not new though. Dak has always been that up and down. You know, he'll have a quarter of the season, he'll just have those really, really questionable games, mm-hmm. and then he'll start throwing for three hundred and four TDs again, right. and everybody's like forty million. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> so I'm agreeing with you. I'm taking Dallas at New York. Also, RB has taken that. I think that's just kind of an, a a uh, you know pick them and keep it moving, and then we go to Pittsburgh at LA Chargers. Pittsburgh at LA Chargers, kind of to me, it scares I could, me. I could see this being a big game prior to the season starting. Yeah, but definitely. I just I don't see Pittsburgh. I don't know. Let's get your thoughts, and then I'll give my thoughts. Well, the Chargers are giving seven at home, so my thought process is, I actually picked the Chargers, but I'm scared for this pick. This pick's gonna lose and win people some money. Because there's no game plan for that third string quarterback. I can't even name him. I don't know what he does well. I don't know what he does bad yet. And I'm sure the coaches. None of are, us do. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. I just got to go safe and pick Philip Rivers. Right. All right. So I'm going with the same thought process as you. And so is RB. We're all taking the Chargers. Chargers are home. I'm going to win it. I've got Melvin Gordon on my fantasy team. I need him to run wild against the Pittsburgh Steelers. And I just don't really like the Steelers. I'm not a big fan. I've never been a fan of the Steelers. Yeah, and I always thought Mike Tomlin was overrated. Yep, kind of a, kind of a uh, pompous asshole that I just don't think uh, deserves to win. So I'm going to take the L.A. Chargers as well. And so is RB. Then we're moving into the Monday night game, which I actually am kind of excited for this game. Yeah, this is like more like the Sunday night kind of style kind of game. Detroit at Green Bay. 8-15, Monday night, October 14th. Green Bay's only giving four and a half to Detroit. I'm happy to see Detroit in the mix a little bit. It's exciting you to know? see them be good again. Yeah, you know, at least, you know, I can watch Thanksgiving early game and be like, hey, this might be a good game. Right. You know? uh, yeah, it's not just a eat a bunch of food and pass out. Yeah, and it's just like 34 to 3, you know. <laughs> but I am actually going to take Green Bay on this one. I think Aaron Rodgers gets it done. 
I think that Packers defense is going to be a little physical with Stafford, and I think Green Bay is going to get it done once again. Detroit's been treating me well all year. I'm taking Detroit at Green Bay. Uh, I'm excited for this game. I want to see Green Bay go down because they've been really close to it all year. Very um, close. I know. I know they lost a couple of, or they've lost what one game? I think they might be what four, four and one, or let me look here real quick. Standings. Four and one. Four and one. So I think that uh, Detroit's going to take them down so that Detroit advances to three, one and one, um, and Green Bay falls to four and two. So I'm taking Detroit at Green Bay. I'm excited to watch this game. I'm probably actually going to stay up for it and watch it on Monday. Just for those of you listening along, notable buys this week. In case you didn't know, Buffalo, Chicago, Indianapolis, and Oakland are all on buy. We don't really talk a whole lot about um, – uh, I'm sorry. I'm trying to think. We don't talk a lot about fantasy football, but people that are interested in fantasy football, they know that – Buffalo, Chicago, Indianapolis, and Oakland are on buys. If you have players playing, take them out. Get their take asses out. out. Take them out. So some all these people keep saying echo. I'm not. I wish I could understand what they meant by echo. I mean, there's not an echo on, you know, our our audio. So maybe if I kind of like look at something and see if I can figure it out here, because um, we have a few more things I would like to talk about before we get out of here. Um, but let's go ahead and just keep it keep it moving. The audio portion is what matters anyways, and that's the most important part of the show. <clears throat> so we're going to move on from the NFL Pick'em. I enjoyed the, uh, you coming on to do this part of the show with me. Appreciate but I also it. wanted to move into kind of what we got coming up, going on in a week or so, October 18th. Yep. Roast battle. Yep, I'll be winning two hundred bucks. You will be winning two hundred bucks, huh? Yeah, I'll be winning two hundred. Very, very confident. Spot. Yeah, yeah two hundred spot. What about the two ladies that we had in here that are also very confident? Ah, uh, you know, get back in the kitchen. <laughs> you know, get back in the kitchen. <laughs> oh, I can't wait. I can't wait. So, have you kind of gotten a little bit of an idea of the um, the setup? Because it's you versus Perez. Perez. I know. I call Pez. it Perez, but they somebody said it's Perez. Perez. Well, see, when we he and I did an open mic, yep. together last week, and how they have it set up is like P dash Res. Right. That's what I think. So when I read that, I think P Res. When I introduced him on Wednesday, I said that he had all of Coolio on vinyl. <laughs> <laughs> it was just so random. It was a kettle top. So like the only person that was really laughing was Devon. He was yep. like, "That shit's so silly." Are you are you uh, are you worried about him at all? No, <laughs> not at all, not at all. Because after I introduced him as you know the man of having all of Coolio on vinyl, he was just kind of like, "Oh, the roast battle is going to be easy." And I'm like, nah, "That's the only thing he said." I'm just like, "Really?" You're just you're just lulling him to sleep, huh? Yeah, yeah, get, yeah. I'm going to kill you with creativity inside that steel cage, October 18th. <laughs> I think it's awesome that Brad is building a steel cage. Like I know that's fucking sick. Cage. I know it's it's pretty dope. I saw I saw the videos. He, we haven't posted them on online or anything like that because we want it to be fresh for all of you people out there. Johnny Bouton and I will be judging. So how how ruthless are you going to be? I'm gonna be ruthless, but then again, it's just like I, I love creativity and writing, right. so I'm gonna have to incorporate that some. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of weird because everybody's like, "Oh, you got three minutes! You got three minutes!" You know, that's a lot of time to fill for a roast battle. And I'm thinking, I'm like, I only have three minutes. Yeah, three minutes isn't that long. Yeah, especially if you you know if you're seasoned and you have 100, 150 shows on your belt as a stand-up comic. Yeah, three minutes, you know, that's not a whole lot to work with. You know, maybe five to six jokes in that three minutes. Yeah. And then you got to think in the moment, too. And I think, what, three minutes each side or three minutes total? Three minutes each three side. three minutes each side, so yeah. like a six total. Um, they're going to they're gonna have some uh, back and forth, passing it back and forth. Um, man, wouldn't it be funny if somebody just didn't pass it, though? Yeah, just like just do a whole <laughs> fucking three-minute set of just like their random bullshit. <laughs> Griffin. <laughs> <laughs> that, I mean, the thing is, I keep saying that too. I'm going to work on getting that out of my vocabulary right after this podcast. Um, no, Johnny and I are going to be judging it. So people that want to kind of learn about what makes us laugh and what we're interested in, since we are the judges, you should listen to the podcast. You should listen to the podcast. Yeah. You should watch the Facebook lives. You should do things like that because 
I laugh at almost anything, but I like what you just said, creativity and somebody doing something that nobody else has done. That's going to stick out in my head. That's going to happen October 18th. And I'm going to judge that. I'm going to judge that higher than something else. If everybody else is kind of doing the same thing and somebody does something different. Well, and then it's just like, yeah, you could get ro, you know, roasting's roasting, you know, but you can get real deep into it, and that happens on the daily with friends and stuff. I'm gonna hit you with that creativity, mm. you know. I'm gonna come out and I don't know how many rounds are gonna be, but that's what I'm trying to figure it, out. As it, well. It's gonna it's gonna be a long night for me, you know, to get that get to that 200. Very you know, confident, you know. And then if I have to battle battle my dude Devon in the finals, it just have to be. It just I would have love to, be. to see that, to be honest. You know, and that should be a main event. Devon's coming out to the uh, Juice in the Morning podcast on Friday, so we'll kind of get some of his thoughts as well. Yeah. He's gonna be he's gonna be coming out, and I know that we'll just be doing a regular show, but we're definitely gonna talk about that a lot because that's what we've been kind of talking about on the Juice in the Morning podcast for the last couple of weeks. Is this coming up? Right, and then you know Devon's gonna get a little piece of it too because I'm gonna give him twenty bucks for gas money. You know, <laughs> <laughs> give him twenty bucks for the gas money. You know, there and back. You know, because you know you gotta you gotta give your ride a little bit of money, even though if they're not gonna win. You know? <laughs> you I don't gotta, know why gotta, everybody's showing up. It's gotta, just you gotta, bullshit. You gotta, you gotta stay su- at home. You gotta support the homie, huh? Yeah, I gotta support the homie a little bit. You know, gas is cheap right now, so twenties well enough to get the money. Yeah, for sure. Back and forth. And yeah. he might be able to put another five in his pocket just for the hassle. <laughs> Tell him to go buy himself <laughs> something nice, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think people are sleeping on you guys. I'm just telling you. Oh yeah, because that that oh, whole crew that's, that's what I doing, love. That whole crew that's doing that. Feel I think that they kind of know all of each other really well. So they're kind of like talking about their crew and who's going to win out of there. Yeah. Not really even giving you guys any kind of worry. So it's kind of like um, in us talking about NFL. It's kind of like tripping over a dead body if they think that you know. Well, I've already got that person beat. They're not really even looking at you. They're thinking about the next person they're going to try to roast. Yeah. And then you kind of catch them with the uh, the surprise shot. Yeah, but you you know how Muncie is, though. We've always been underrated over in Muncie, right. you know, with, the, with the buttholes and everything. But yep. like I said, you guys can just go ahead and stay home. Just <laughs> go ahead and cut me the fucking check. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'll see you on the no- next roast battle. Yep. But, you know, Devon, you know, he's kind of a sleeper, too, because that dude can roast because he and I grew up together, you yeah. know, and that's all we did. Making fun of each other. Yeah, but he's just not going to have that thing for me, though. Yeah. You know, I'm already thinking of the next round, so <laughs> you got to. You got to. Yeah. Uh, so who do you think, between you and Devon, who do you think's got more of a killer instinct for the roast battle? Uh, see, I think Devon's more killer instinct, and like I said, I'm going to be coming at you creative Yeah. shit, you yeah. know? And don't be afraid if I roast myself better than they can roast me. <laughs> that, and that's another so kind gonna, of you're you know, gonna pull out a uh, you're gonna pull out a bee rabbit move. No, not at all, <laughs> not at all. Because I want to bring the heat too. It's just I want to bring the heat, and then I want to bring the heat on myself. So right. if you're gonna take me down, you're really gonna have to fuck me up. Right. But it's not gonna happen. So yeah. it's definitely something that I'm looking forward to. I think we've got a lot of uh, exciting stuff coming up in the world of comedy. You know, I've been trying to write some stuff so that we can get, you know, on stage together. I would love there to do you that. Go. Let's do it. I'd love to uh, come down to Kettletop or come up to Kettletop and uh, do some stuff with you guys. And uh, I know you're working through stuff with Muncie as well, I'm sure, here and there. So, yeah. and I don't know exactly any details. You don't have to give any details if you don't want to. But I just know that you guys are probably always plotting and trying to get stuff going yeah we're trying to get our muncie finest together it's something that's been in the talks you know it's going to happen one day but the lineup for the muncie show is going to be it's going to be killer it's going to happen one day and it needs to happen just to show that muncie comedy's here and it was just more than just comedy underground like there was a lot of good comics that came out of comedy underground man and a lot of people you know a lot of people drove a lot of hours just to get to comedy underground exactly i do i remember that so um, it's this this show that we're Devon and I are kind of planning is going to be pretty fucking cool. I'm excited about cool. that. I'm excited. I'll make the trip up there. Johnny will make the trip up there if we can get him up there. And, and he uh, tried to roast me last week. He said something that I look like a gingerbread man with the Reese's on top of it. Yeah, he did. He I don't know. I don't know what he was going for. I just wonder how he's going to judge this thing. <laughs> 
<laughs> Do I gotta like talk about food? Yeah, we gotta we gotta we gotta figure out his uh, strategy. <laughs> his um, strategy for something, you know. <laughs> uh, if you've got anything for him, go ahead and throw it at him right now if you want. Uh, I can't do that. He's a judge. <laughs> I got to get this 200, you know. The water bill is relying on it. <laughs> uh, no, Johnny's going to – Johnny's. I think Johnny's got some good ones. That was one that kind of misfired in my opinion because I didn't really – the the visual was not what I was picturing that I think he was going for, and then he kind of cut it off before it got anywhere. <laughs> so we'll we'll wait until uh, he's a little bit more on his feet, and you guys are in person because I think part of the rules is roasting the judges. Your time stops, so you guys can roast us to get the laughs going. Gotcha, and then you can start back in on your opponent. <sighs> I could be wrong about that, but. If anyone does that, and I swear if anyone does that and starts roasting the judges, you are beyond the biggest pussies ever. <laughs> go at your opponent. Don't go at a crowd member. Fucking write for your opponent. Let's yep. fucking do this. There you go. You know, get this 200 in my pocket. <laughs> I love it. And Devon on the uh, Facebook Live, thanks for joining, man. He just posted a long yerp. You're, you're, I know what that's about. Represent Muncie. He's, he's a Muncie dog. <laughs> but no, I, I'm excited for it. I'm excited to see the other comedians there. You know, I think it's going to be good content for the podcast because we're just going to, I mean, we're going to be living life and telling stories and hearing all this yeah. stuff that, you know, the crazy stuff that happened and, you know, the, the steel cage, we're going to have photos. It's just going to be a beautiful event. If you are in Indianapolis, Indiana, it is at Vern's Place. On Washington Street, Google it. There's a Facebook event. I've gotten banned from inviting people to it because I've invited too many people off my Facebook friends list. Oh, yeah? So Facebook's like, no more. No, no. No more. No more. Nah, nah. You Facebook jail for you soon. You are not inviting anybody. It's weird because it hasn't like it hasn't cut me off from literally anything else, but I can't invite people to that event. It's like, okay, you've reached your limit. Well, it's probably because you can't invite it because it's already over because I got that 200. <laughs> <laughs> Calvin's just taking it home. People yeah. just stay home. Don't drive your shitty cars there that may not make it there and back because you won't have that $200 to fix it. Yeah, take your grandma's car to the show like a real man. <laughs> like a real man. Handicap tags, you know, parking like a pimp because we walk with a limp. You know, let's go. Yeah. And then Scott Turner, I am Calvin's uncle, yeah? Oh, Uncle Scott's up there. Tom, I said, what's up? Hey, Scott, how are you doing? But yeah, uh, real quick, too, I know that you've you've dabbled and you've had a podcast. What's going on with the podcast? What are you guys working on? Uh, we're kind of in between producers right now right. and or producing. Uh, we plan on releasing season two pretty soon. We had around 15 to 17 episodes in the first season. Yep. Got about eight to nine shows in the can right now. Hell yeah. So you're so, ready. Yeah, so we're ready. We just got to find People that be right. Ready. Be, be ready for it. Yeah, so hit me up if you want to do some free work and <laughs> produce some of this shit so I don't have to do it anymore. Right. What is it that you're, uh, what is your guys' podcast kind of focused on? Uh, I know because I've listened. Right. But. It's called Off the Cuff. We just basically hit any topic that comes to our mind in that moment. We usually set up a few major topics like, you know, if we uh, did a show this week, we would probably be talking about Joker, yep. talk about a little bit of football, talk about everything, pop culture, even other podcasts, what you guys are doing, yep. what BJ's doing. Um, really just off the cuff. Yeah. Off the cuff. <clears throat> and you guys have a lot of a lot of connections with the, comedi the comedic world. Um, you guys know a lot of people in that area, so I'm sure you guys have them on as well. Yep. Um, I've heard multiple people on there. One of my favorite podcasts that I listen to is um, the Thunderwolf podcast, and you're gonna have to try, like try like get on theirs, yeah, do a show yeah, with them because they're they're hilarious and they they have a different personality than Juice the Morning does, where they'll they'll get a little bit deeper at the same time as being funny. So I think you guys would very much enjoy that. Cool talking with you and Devon on the podcast, we've always gotten that gone that direction just because right. you know when we get on there we get a little bit more serious and funny so it's like it's a good mixture so i definitely think you should hit them up yeah i'll, as, hit, I'll hit them up i'll share their stuff because yep. i've seen their stuff come across my newsfeed a few yep. times as so. well as uh you know we did a we did a podcast meetup over the past weekend i invited quite a few people out there i need to add you to the group because i didn't i don't think i got you an invite but okay um i i, I don't know if i did but, I'll have to check. But I, I'm going to invite, I'll invite you to the group now that I thought about it um, so that we can try to get you involved because I want to do more live shows. I want to do Joe's Grill in Fishers, Indiana.
Indiana allowed okay. us to do a live show. He literally asked me, do you want us to play the podcast through the speakers in the bar? And I was like, well, let's hold off let's, on yeah, that right yeah. now. Because I wasn't <laughs> planning for that. Right. But you be telling me that that's an option is like, well, hell yeah, we're going to do that. We're going to get do creative that at some with point. it. So that way we can get the bar listening, maybe call people up that are paying attention to have them talk on the microphone or ask them stupid questions, things like that. There you go. So we've got places to do it. So I want to like keep you guys involved with the Juice of the sure. Morning podcast as well as all the other people doing shows that were the same as us. So once again, thank you for coming on and filling in yeah, for man. RB. Thanks for having me. It's been fun. I didn't chug my Natterday, even though I lost to RB this week because RB's not here. RB, fuck it. We'll do two next week. I don't care. Two I mean, next if, week. If, if I if I lose again, I'll do two next week. Tune but, in, everybody. But, two Natterdays <laughs> going down the hatch. But, but hopefully, hopefully I win and I only have to do one and RB has to do another one as well. So we're going to get out of here, but I appreciate you, like I said, coming on. Thanks, yeah, Calvin. Thanks for having me. Plug your plug your uh, comedy stuff that you got coming up. I know the 18th we've already talked about, yep. but if you got anything else, let us know. Uh, Follow me on Instagram at Calvin Turner Comedy. Facebook, obviously, if you guys are watching, add me. I'll add you right back. Um, right now, I'm just working open mics for now. So book me, PM me. I'm booking for uh, November and tomorrow. <laughs> how do you How do you feel about? I literally I just thought of this in the past week with me building kind of the network of people I know. How hard is it to run a comedy show? I mean, just seeing from how Devon runs it, I mean, it's pretty difficult because you have just, there's so much communication that you have to have because, like, you'll have your veterans that won't bother you too much. They're just booked and they know to be there. You'll have, like, the couple first-timers, they're they're hitting you up, you know, how much time am I going to have? How much time am I going to have, you know? Uh, When am I going up? So then how how tough would it be to do, like, an open mic? An open mic, you know, like... Wouldn't that be a little bit easier? You just give... Kind a of set amount of people, a set amount of time. Kind of, but then again, it's just like when comedy open mics are kind of different than your typical open mic because, like, comedy open mics they're still ran as a show. Yeah, it's just the different. There's more <laughs> comics, and you can obviously tell, you know, different learning curves for whoever's right. coming up. And if you can get the flow right on an open mic, an open mic can be really fire. Yeah, and that's another thing with booking too that would be difficult is trying to place, you know, a newbie versus someone that's kind of new i've heard it's that it's just i've heard that it's a that um, show i've heard that there's like a science behind it there definitely obviously is obviously of like putting the right people in the right places and letting them kind of you know feel their feel their way through definitely devon's always always good at that so it was just like it was almost like a showcase every right. wednesday and Monday, well you know? like i said off mic we'll talk a little bit more because just the fact that i'm meeting and networking with so many people and if it gives people the opportunity to get on stage and get stage time, I think that that would be the main thing that I'm doing it for. I'm not doing it because I want to make a name or make money for myself. Right. It's more just to get people involved and get people involved in the indie scene and just be a part of it. Because it's it, fun. Because if I get up there and I suck at stand up, I'm still going to want to be around it and I'm still going to want to hang out and still go up on stage occasionally. But if I can create a atmosphere for other people to do it then that's something else that i've thought of that i could be a part of well then you were telling me the stuff you were writing before we came on and you know your writing's there your Mm. writing's there it's just getting you know 50 shows 100 shows under your belt to start getting that stage confidence yep you know that the writing's the hardest part a lot of people try to go up and go for the persona at first right i went with the writing first and i'm still writing every day it's just, you know, you got to get that stage confidence once yep. you get that stage. And, you you know, with you podcasting, you know, that might only take, you know, 20 to 30 shows before you right. get your, you know, your persona on stage. Yeah. I'm, I'm excited. I'm, I'm happy for you. I'm excited to try it. And like I said, I'm going about it a different route. Um, I know everybody says just go and do it. I have to prepare. I have to feel like I, even though I'm going to suck, I got to feel like I at least prepared enough that I didn't suck as terribly as I could have. If yeah. I would have just gone up. Yeah, and then another thing that I always give advice to for people going up for the you know the first time is write more than five minutes because you're going to blister through your, through, yep. your set. Yep. Yeah, because especially once you hear that first laugh and you're like, okay, I'm really getting the ball rolling. And then you go through three to five bits and you're like, holy shit, I still got two minutes and I got to find a closer. <laughs> yeah, and I got to find a closer. <laughs> so All right. 
it's right. it's a good time, man. Cool. I'm happy for you. Yeah, I'm I happy. can't I can't wait. Um, but once again, thank you for joining. We're gonna get out of here. Um, we're gonna let BJ edit this so we can put it out for your guys' listening ears. And we will see you all for the football show next Tuesday. You will also see us on Facebook Live on Friday at roughly 7 8 o'clock. We kind of try to get get on the air on Facebook between 7 30 and 8 o'clock. Sometimes a little bit past 8 o'clock, just depends on how uh, quickly everybody gets here. But Devon's going to be here this weekend. Uh, Darren Feinsilver, who's also. I think participating in the roast battle is also going to yeah. be here as well. So he's, uh, he's actually betting on my uh, my matchup with P. Oh yeah. So if he's betting on me, he might make a little money too. But he's going home. <laughs> he's going home without that two hundred though, because your boy's got to get that two hundred. <laughs> I can't. I can't wait because uh, I'm excited to see if him and Devon not knowing each other that well, if they're going to give each other kind of shit on the podcast. Uh, we actually uh, three of us actually hung out at eight nineteen forty nine. Nice. Yeah. So, so you guys kind of have a background a little bit. Yeah. So Darren's kind of like the chubby lead singer of Fallout Boy, you know. So. <laughs> So Devon's gonna be in here. He's gonna have a little bit of fun, I think. I'm gonna go ahead and go ahead and give Devon that W for the podcast this week. So. I can't. I can't wait. But I'm I still can. gonna listen. And you guys should all listen yes. too. It's gonna be a good show. I can't wait. Thank you again. Like I said, let's get out of here. You guys know where to find us on social media because you're watching right now and you're listening on on uh, the podcast. And I also throw a few like commercial things at the end of the podcast. So we will see you guys next Tuesday. Kumate and welcome to Van Damme and Jean-Claude, a monthly Jean-Claude Van Damme movie review podcast hosted by myself, Paul Schroyer. Join me as we talk about Jean-Claude Van Damme's movies, starting with his first movie and ending with whatever's going to be his last. We talk about everything Jean-Claude Van Damme, including how many splits did he do? Do you see his butt? And, does he save a woman from being sexually assaulted? Released the first Saturday of every month, join me over at the Magic Squirrel Network, or anywhere else that you listen to your favorite podcast. Kumite. Greetings, Earthlings. Juice of the Morning here. We are Unpredictable Talk Radio for Indianapolis. If you want to follow us on social media, our Instagram is at Juice in the AM. Our Twitter is at Juice in the AM. You can follow us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Juice in the Morning. If you want to follow us personally, where can we find you, Johnny? If you're on Twitter, you can follow me at JB underscore Juice in the AM. If you're on Facebook or Instagram, it's Jonathan D. Bouton. If you can't spell my last name, that's your own fault. And since I am the Juice himself, you can follow me at Juice85OR7 on all social media. Once again, you can find us on podcast apps such as Apple Podcasts, Anchor.fm, Google Play, and you can stream us on Spotify. Time to blast off, and we'll see you in space, bitches. Hey, Juice in the Morning fam. Do you like affordable, stylish sunglasses? Juice in the Morning has partnered with Midwest Shades to bring you a special deal. By using promo code JUICE10, you'll be eligible for 10% off your entire order. Go to MidwestShades.com, use promo code JUICE10 to order your shades, and start getting compliments on your look today.